Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Perry, the boat around and out of the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, Bula, that's how they greet each other in Fiji. Uh, I'm actually heading out on an adventure in Fiji, and next week you're going to hear all about it, especially Patrick and Barry are going to hear about it big time because I'm going to be rubbing it in and saying that I'm, I was in Fiji and you guys were not, and uh, suck it losers, that kind of thing. But uh, but there's a whole cultural experience that you have when you mi- vi- visit uh, Fiji and, and and meet the people of the uh, islands of Fiji because they're they're pretty nice. They're very uh, well. They greet you with bula bula vanaka, right? It's like aloha in Hawaii. And there's a whole cultural thing that goes uh, goes around between the visitors and the people that live there, and and you you have to kind of know the proper etiquette. And I do because I've been there before. And that applies to all walks of life. It applies to boating. How do you greet your fellow boaters and that kind of thing? And uh, we're going to, I don't know, we got a couple stories that are kind of going to lend itself to making you a better boater or at least more aware how you're coming across. Is that right, Patrick, or what? It is. But can we go back to the Fiji thing real quick? Why? You don't think you're going to get enough about it next week? (laughs) No, because you're mistaken about the Bula thing. Um, that's, that's not what that means. It means here comes the suckers. Um, (laughs) and, and two, and two, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but very, very rarely am I actually wrong. (laughs) Okay. Did you not, there was a, a Kava ceremony that you took part in Mm -hmm. like 10, 12 years ago. Right. When you, or so you took part in this Kava ceremony, and mm-hmm. then there was something else that happened where it was like two days later, you guys were escorted out of Fiji, if no, I remember correctly. There was no deportations or anything like Barry, what do you think? Uh, did they set the trial date for you? Is that no, what you're going on. to well, now? Well, you, you guys are going to, you're trying to sabotage my trip to Fiji. It isn't going to work, my friends. I'm sorry. Well, well, no, yeah. I want you to have a good trip because it can be uh, an inspiration for yet another story in the Keevan Keatley ah. uh, series of books because the, the very first one was inspired. You right. inspired me, Greg, yeah. to write to write Kava Screw, uh, and I don't think I'm giving anything away at this point, but Greg dies in the first, <laughs> in, in the prologue. Uh, I inspired Greg, Greg Patrick to... <laughs> Uh, make me expire in Fiji. He died in the first prologue. Time. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, Greg dies right, right. I mean, I get it off right at the beginning. So, what, what, and, uh, are you already? Is your uh, mind always already reeling? Like, how do I bring Greg back? And he, oh no, uh, no, no! Uh, your actually, your your head was bought back to the United States in oh. a bowling ball bag. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there was a mistake. Maybe that really was in my head. Jar. Okay, that's a whole other issue. But, uh, but uh, we'll talk more we do, about that next week. Yeah. Uh, when we're talking about boat etiquette uh, with boat show season fast approaching, 
Um, it's always good. Uh, certainly fills a segment or two to talk about boat show etiquette, kind of what you should and should not do. And I, I, I want to talk about this because first, right off the bat, um, has to do with what Barry and I encountered down in Miami, which is don't urinate in public. Um, that that would be number one in what? your boat show etiquette. Wait, yeah. no, hold on, hold on, it, hold on. So you were at a boat show and you saw people whizzing around, or literally? What, what no, it wasn't. It wasn't at the boat show, and that is unique to Miami. You don't want to take that away. <laughs> oh, that's just yeah, part of the overall a, experience. It yes. lends a certain uh, epitoire. <laughs> to, to, to the overall um, the atmosphere. It certainly right. causes all the people in the bus to move over to one side and actually partake in this viewing. Yeah, that guy's pretty famous at this no, wait, point. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. That wasn't at the boat show. You mean that was on the the tram to the boat show in the streets of Miami? Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, no, that was, that was pretty much, Barry, I think those, those, those nine city blocks were all boat show. Um, pretty much at that point, it was all pretty well cordoned off. Well, I'm so we're guessing that it, that happened at the boat show. I'm guessing it wasn't an attendee. Uh, I'm just saying uh, it, it's possible. But well, the way they were selling beer, it could have been. <laughs> it could well, have been. Mm. Yeah, at 9 a.m. selling beer. They, they got um, great facilities there, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to have that kind of thing. It, you know, then, then you shouldn't be doing that anywhere. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like going to Times Square for the drop of the ball and seeing somebody, you know, relieve themselves in a potted plant on the way back up into the hotel room. That's just part of the experience. But I, wait, wait, I don't, you sound like someone that's done that. I've seen that. You are very specific. <laughs> well, seen I'm that? just saying that's part of, you know, going to spend New Year's Eve in New York City. But I, I've never heard of the boat in uh, boat show experience, including, you know, watching people on the street uh, relieve themselves. Well, like that, but since hmm. we're already on this subject, so to speak, one thing to remember, especially if you're going to a boat show and you've got small children, or maybe you have a uh, what's called an an impatient uh, bladder. Yeah, go um, before you go. No, well, yeah, <laughs> right. Don't use the toilets in the boats. <laughs> oh, you laugh. This happens really every single year. Well, they and should boat not man- do boat that. Manufacturers Correct. will have the toilets taped closed. They'll put signs on them, do not use. And you're going to get somebody who's like, you know what? I want to test the system. Now's a good time. Mm-hmm. So, what do you you look for flies hanging around there? You know something went wrong? Now, usually they're not doing that particular function. They're usually doing, you know, the, number the, one, the, okay. the easier one. Yeah, to uh, to to rid your body of. Well, it's a boat. I mean, in theory, it should be able to handle it anyway, shouldn't it? No, because Why? most of the because, because there's old. because most of those boats, yeah, have vacuum flush systems, so they're going to fill the bowl and flush the bowl with water that is on board the vessel. Yeah, and if we're talking about a boat that's a static display inside, not in the water, uh, chances are it has no water in it. So when you flush, it really isn't going anywhere. Well, maybe they should put water in it. Maybe they should have those no, boats fully no. equipped. You, I mean, I'm if saying. I was going to buy stop, one, stop. I would want to see how uh, how all the systems work. <laughs> but but that's the point. A lot of these are sold. And do you want to have your boat delivered with someone else's urine already in it? Well, you just don't tell them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so 
Uh, really? Would that be a deal breaker for you, Barry? If you bought a bone, like, hey, you know, uh, this is a brand new bone, but it. Joe over here, he, he's used it a couple you're, times. You're, you're knocking ten grand off the price right there. <laughs> well, if you wow. Clorox it really well, uh, I might take it. Huh. But 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 that being said, uh, in this day and age of the internet, uh, first thing you should have is your tickets. Purchase your tickets in advance. You might even find some deals uh, on some ticket packages, things like that. I know that uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami, they've got some like emperor's package, you know, ticket price that gets you in, you know, all these parties and stuff like that. So there are some good deals. Don't wait to go to the show and then buy your ticket because it's just going to be another long wait in line. Speaking of waiting in line, be prepared to wait in line to get into the show because they're going, you know, there's a uh, security area there. They're going to get you checked in, going to get you moving along. But I know that usually by the time I'm leaving the show around uh, noon, one o'clock, because I've been already been there all morning walking around, the line, especially for flibs, is usually down the block. You know, people just standing there waiting to get in. So right. maybe also plan on getting there early, like everybody else is going to plan on doing. So get there even earlier. Or like, get there later after the initial rush, maybe. No, no, the, the rush never ends, Greg. Not at not at the Fort not at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show or Miami International. When Barry and I were at Miami, now we were there early. I would say we were among probably the first to get in, right, Barry? Yeah, absolutely. And after we went on our magical mystery bus tour, uh, when we got back, the lines were out, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is etiquette or just good tips. Uh, maybe when you attend a boat show. But we'll get into them more next on The World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available 
as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you own a boat yeah and most people that live in new york city don't own boats that's true yeah but you have a boat and you go out boating yeah i take uh, i take it out and go out on the river yeah and there's big ferries and stuff and i go next to them and they honk at me and the guy flips me off and they yeah Grab a broom. Got into a fight. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Well, I feel so broke up. I want to go up. Is this really what you're going to do for the rest of your life? Hoist up the donkey's tail. See how the major steps. Call for the captain ashore. Let me go home. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, etiquette at boat shows. That's what we're kind of talking about, or maybe just good tips as well. Uh, go before you go. Uh, get your tickets in advance. Uh, don't be that you know that boating uh, aficionado or enthusiast that is uh, always surprised, like oh crap, I have to wait in line again. You should know this in advance. You're just a, a good boating enthusiast is always prepared for these type of things is that part of uh what we're talking about here time trick or what what do you think uh yeah i'm not going to disagree with you because i just want to keep moving on with this okay, story so fair enough uh, yeah uh, boat show tips boat show etiquette certainly uh not using the uh marine heads on the boats that that is an etiquette uh thing for sure if, you, if you're going to do it at least videotape it and try to turn it into a viral video <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's like not you do, do it and then you videotape no, the next no, person that walks no, in there no. oh god what? don't go in there you know 67 percent of the uh talkers did not on this show did not uh suggest that only yeah, the opinions expressed by uh, greg holt are those of greg holt and greg holt alone and no, do not have, i'm just saying if you do it uh make sure that don't you, you make do something it. out of it no you know stop putting yeah. that stop putting that thought in her head mm. don't do it don't Plant do the it. seed the, yeah the the other thing that you want to re- when you're going to the boat show now this is a tip and a bit of etiquette as well plan on your footwear and by that what i mean is don't take your expensive boat shoes unless right. you're planning on them disappearing yeah because happened to it, me it, it's happened to a lot of people okay. um because there are just some boat shows bring out the best and the worst uh, in people at times. And Barry had asked the question, you know, when we were off air and, you know, as far as boat shows and you're wearing boat shoes. Now, some people choose to wear boat shoes and they go sockless and others uh, have a little bit more decorum about themselves, especially at a boat show. And they will wear some socks, you know, some no show socks, wear the socks. 
because when you get to these booths and you're going to go get in the boat, you need to take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. And after you take your shoes off, don't be that guy in bare feet that you haven't clipped your toenails <laughs> in three months. And, and you know, you, you forgot to wash between your toes. And it's not that I'm talking about Greg in particular, but Greg. No. Um, so, wrong. so, so don't be, don't Toe be jam. that, don't be that, nah, don't be that person <laughs> that. <laughs> and just wear socks. And well, if you wear flip flops, a lot of times they'll have those no, little sock things. No, you do not wear some of the fancy show. Yeah. Well, I'm don't uh, wear what? Don't wear flip flops or sandals at a boat show. Don't, first of all, well, they do that all the time. Listen to me. Okay. I'm don't listening. do that because they are incredibly uncomfortable to walk in for miles and miles. And if you're going, unless you're going to the boat show to see one boat or one vendor booth, you're planning on walking and standing for an extended period of time. That is not the footwear you want to have. Hmm. Okay. And they are slippery if you're in a wet area. They're, they're slippery. And you do have, especially Fort Lauderdale, where they've converted basically this public space into a floating boat show. You've got uh, cables. You've got uh, protrusions from the docks. You've got all these trip hazards as well. Wear appropriate uh, footwear, comfortable but yet inexpensive. Because when you come <laughs> to leave the booth uh, <laughs> or coming back off the boat, if those shoes happen to be gone, you're not going to feel so bad. But if you're wearing your uh, your 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 uh, three hundred and ninety dollar Schützenhofs, Gregory, um, Gregory, I don't know that brand. <laughs> Uh, you will made out of Germany. Now. Those are the ones that are made out of the whale penis leather. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, now I got you right. <laughs> yeah, they they also had that terrible. All right, here's my suggestion: about, if you're you know, gonna shits uh, on your feet, you uh, know, just uh, bring uh, your crappy pair of boat shoes. Well, or if you're gonna bring your fancier ones or nicer ones, you can wear them, but you do something to them to make them stand <laughs> out. Because a lot of times, what happens in my case when I was at the Miami Boat Show, I was I was perusing the. Uh, the sailboat area there at uh it was at biscayne bay or no uh at uh the park there what's the name of the park that they used uh, to we have? were just gonna let you fumble around for no, what was the name of the park there at uh, the waterfront where they used to have the miami boat show didn't they well it's still there i guess sailboat in, park. in key biscayne no well no is it key biscayne park for the miami boat show sure the, let's the, go with that Okay, you guys are worthless. Bayfront the, Park. Yeah, there Maybe you you're go. You're talking about Bayfront Park. Right. Okay. Yeah, and right there by the Hard Rock, and that's where they'd have all the sailboats, and I was walking around, and, and somebody took my shoes. I don't think it happened on purpose. It was because most boat shoes are that brown khaki kind of color. They're so similar because uh, they're so common. Uh, somebody mistakenly took mine instead of taking theirs. I don't think it was a deliberate attempt to steal my shoes. So my tip is uh, do something to your shoes and make them stand out. Put a sticker on them, on the top of them or something like, hey, these are mine. Or uh, Greg, you with, know, you, it's pretty, it, with you, it's always deliberate because there's not too many men that wear a size five. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> I got big feet, and you know what that means. So we're going to leave yeah, what, it at that. Wait. What you so, need is like the, the club for boat shoes where you have a locking device. No, no. Just put a big old sticker on them or something to set them apart. 
And at least, at least you can keep, uh, you know, keep them from having the situation where someone sure, accidentally draw, takes draw them. attention to them. That's yeah. what you want to do. Well, no, you set them apart. Where people, <laughs> if someone took them, they're like, "Well, those obviously aren't mine," you know, or they're they'll look goofy, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, it it could happen. It has happened. Uh, it happened to me, <laughs> and I was kind of annoyed. So I just took my pick from the other what? ones that let me, were let left me ask over. You Greg. What what <laughs> I ended up you- coming out ahead in the deal, so it was okay. You know? What haven't you had stolen from you at a boat show? Well, somebody broke into your truck, stole your shirt. This stole is all Miami. Shoes. I've never had it happen at Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> but it has happened at the Miami boat show several times. I've had. We, we still keep a lookout when we drive down there for anything that says World of Boating or Scuba Radio. That's right. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a Scuba Radio shirt. Nobody would steal the World of Boating one. No, it was the World of Boating, actually. And, and I've said, wait, it, that guy that was peeing on the side of the road, Barry, I think he was. Might have been. Might have been. And All right, yeah. uh, to, to kind of wrap this up, I mean, uh, if you've got young children uh, or you're going to the boat show for some reason with a baby in the stroller, maybe rethink that. Um, and if you're bringing young kids, make sure that uh, they know the rules and uh, keep a hand on them and don't let them touch anything. All give right. them lots of medication. If they give you trouble, you can just push them off the dock. I think it's, is that, is that proper etiquette? Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise nothing go to worldofboating.com send us an email and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast what the hell are those yard birds doing in my boat This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the cruise. We navigate the latest boating news and information, give you proper etiquette for the upcoming boat show season. And uh, I don't know, we got another story that's similar uh, in a sense. Uh, Patrick wrote a letter to Miss Manners. Is that what happened? Uh, or- completely wrong, Greg. But that's what you <laughs> I think it was you. 
You told me uh, somebody wrote a letter. I figured it must have been you using yeah, well, an alias. I, I always find these highly suspicious because it's like. Because you do with, this, right? No, because in the age of the internet where you could just Google something, uh, do people actually <laughs> write into a Dear Abby or in this case, a Dear Miss Manners? Yeah. So this this actually, uh, I found this on the Washington Post this past week. It popped up in my news feed. Right. And it starts, Dear Miss Manners, mm-hmm. uh, I am fortunate. My name is Patricia. I am fortunate. <laughs> To have purchased a very large yacht that I live on during the weekends mm. and have for many years. Okay. I recognize that people are fascinated by boats, so I try to politely answer questions when I'm docked somewhere public. There is one question I find difficult, however, even somewhat offensive, mm. and it really bothers me. People sometimes start the conversations with, can I ask you a question, often without even a preliminary hello? After many years of this, I know there is a very high chance that the next question will be, how much did it cost? I was raised to think that it is rude to discuss the details of large purchases. Okay, and the response from Miss Manners was, put your big boy panties on and shut the hell up. What's the big deal? Is Is there a polite way to deflect the first question to avoid the second, or must I continue to hope? For those rare instances, when the second question is, where did you find that lovely sun hat? Sincerely, Mike, Sanford, Florida. Huh. So that wasn't Jerry. Okay. No, it was Patrick. He changed the name to protect the guilty. I I, I, I know not. how he rolls. Come on, Patrick. Fess up. <laughs> oh, boy. He's, he's practicing uh, his m- author. Miss Manners, Manners basically had nothing really to say. Uh, uh, about this other than why not get ahead of it and ask the question for them so in other words when mike is pulling up to uh uh, (laughs) a marina in his mega yacht and gets off first thing he should say when people start to gather around to look at said mega yacht is let me cut to the chase and tell you exactly what i paid for this sucker that's the typical response is more money than you have And then you just uh, throw Losers. it back at him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, yeah. you wish you would, uh, uh, you could afford this monster, but no, it's mine. Oh, yeah. mine. <laughs> I, upon what, occasion, you know, when, I, when I'm transiting yachts up and down the East Coast, uh, things like that, and I come into a marina, I come in to fuel up. And, you know, because it's a brand new yacht. Uh, sometimes I get people that uh, come around and they'll ask, so, you know, and they do, they're like, man, you know, what, what are you running for power? Uh, right. You know, what, what kind of electronic suite do you have? Mm-hmm. So and so. And then it gets to, man, what, what, is a, what does a boat like that cost? Sure. And pe- people are always shocked when I say, I got it for nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. You want to get people twisted up in a roar? It's like, yeah, I didn't pay anything for it. Right. They, they, gave, it, they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what okay. I tell them. So you but, just get uh, annoyed. He's, absolu- he's being honest. Well, I am. That, well, he doesn't own it, though. That's the real question. It, unless the people, I mean, that. what's wrong they didn't with specifically say, ask him, do you own it? Just how much did you pay for it? You don't think that, Greg, when he flies into an airport somewhere and steps out of that twin engine, whatever turboprop, or maybe he's in a citation jet, mm, and he's got I his wish. little, uh, he's got his little faw captain's white, white captain shirt with the, the little epaulets and you know yeah. he's, he's i'm a captain he's, hello he's, 
he's he's got his aviator glasses on he's right. got the cap mm-hmm. and somebody you know wow is that your jet you know you know greg is saying yes it is oh hell yeah and he'll say suck it losers that's right <laughs> <laughs> if if he even bothers to answer them. usually he just does that finger twiddle thing as he passes by them <laughs> no it's a thumbs off. up yeah I, yeah i give him the thumbs up and like hey sorry yeah. no questions as he as he hops into the 1999 Chevy Chevette, uh, no no no, he's a he he's a movie star. So you have to remember, he just gives people a thumbs up and keeps walking. That's right. That's not a thumb that keep, he's raising. Keep yeah. uh, keep moving. That's how you deal with the paparazzi and fandomonium. Hey, uh, um, anyway. So, but well, what's rude about asking how much a boat is worth? There's nothing rude. I, about I don't. That. I don't think there's anything rude yeah. about it. I, I I think that this is somebody that. It, if it was even a real letter, which again, I, I, I always question those things, that it's, it's somebody that is getting twisted up for, for, for nothing. You know, right. if that, if it bothers you that much, I'd have a, sh- I'd have shirts made, you know, that before you even asked, let me tell you, or just 1. put a sign five up. million. Yeah, you put know? a sign up on, on the aft end of the uh, boat. Yes, I paid this much for it. Thank you. I hope you like it. And please don't use the head. There you go. Mm. Take your shoes off. Take well, your shoes off. I mean, if it, I don't, I don't think it's rude at all. When people are asking about that, they're not actually, you know, they're not like it's nothing against the person who owns the boat. There's nothing rude about it at all. They're just looking like, gosh, how much is a boat like that worth? I they're, mean, they're I curious, want to see if yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if I would be able to afford anything like that. And then you, they answer you, and then obviously you say, well, no. Ninety nine percent of the time, but that's there's nothing rude with asking that. I don't think at all. And people that get uptight about that kind of stuff, they're you're an idiot. Don't be so sensitive. My God, advice given to you by Captain Me. Gregory Crunch. That's right. Yeah. Um, moving on to some industry news. So big news, big news mm-hmm. uh, here recently. Where? Uh, there is a specific engine manufacturer, outboard engine manufacturer, and the first Canadian boat had triple engines put on it from this manufacturer. And we've talked about them before. In fact, we've even, even interviewed at the time, I think it was their uh, COO uh, when, they, when they first came to prominence. But of course, I am talking about Cox outboards. and. Mm. When you know they found that one Cox outboard wasn't enough, so they figured, you know what, let's let's put two Cox on this thing. Three Cox better than enough. one or two. So then, right? so then they did three. So yeah. this thing has got three Cox outboards um, on it, and Cox, of course, is that high performance diesel outboard. Ah, so okay. So diesel. is that why it's unique? Because three outboards isn't that big a deal, is it? I mean, they had like seven uh, at one of the boat shows uh, we talked <sighs> about last year. So what's so special about it? Is it just because Canada's like four behind or is it because they're diesels? Okay. It makes it so You special. have to explain it to him. Uh, but it's what? so much fun. It's so much better to let him speculate. What? No, I'm okay. answer the question. Three outboards in Canada. What makes that so special? Just because it's never been what's done What's the name in of the manufacturer? It's Cox Marine. Yeah. C-O-X. Right. Okay. That's so, the name of the manufacturer of the outboards. They, they have installed the <laughs> yeah. first triple configuration of their CXO 300 diesel outboards for a Canadian customer. Yeah. The engines are powering 
an Adventure 44 from Canadian Builder Tactical Custom Boats. Okay. So this is a big deal. Okay, that's what she said. And maybe that's <laughs> what he's alluding to, uh, that uh, the whole commentary was from uh, someone who has a mentality of the age, too. Okay. More coming up. <laughs> Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. You have successfully navigated the Sea of Commerce. Now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Look, here comes a boat. Really? Oh, it's about time. On this boat, we'll sail away tonight. And on this boat, confess that you were right. Sometimes I hate the world and them and all. Can you please take me away before I break? Oh, Kevin, we're saved. Come sail away with me. Come sail away. Come sail away. is the world of boating greg your first mate captain patrick barry the boater so we've covered etiquette at boat shows we've told you about this uh these new engines in canada manufacturer the manufacturer name uh escapes me what is it again barry cox uh-huh he just wanted to say that one more time and uh moving on to other things you guys are 12 years old i said uh-huh. two <laughs> i say two mentality wise all right so uh, here recently uh, in Volusia County, in particular, there was an incident with a boat that um, basically blew up mm. uh, at the fuel dock. It's never good. And, and no, it's not because it, there's video that you find on the, if you haven't already seen it on the major news organizations, go to the World of Boating on Facebook or worldofboating.com and you'll find it. And when you, when you kind of slow it down, you could see when this, when this thing lit, um, you could see the deck lift off from the hull i mean it 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 was definitely a big boom but the reason why i want to talk about this is there was something that was reported in the story that is a huge no-no okay and people do believe that this is okay to do and it's really not and that is uh according to the report the owner told officials he had just finished fueling up when a passenger on board tried to start one of the motors the owner said he had the blower vents running while he was fueling. Don't do that. Why? Don't run the blowers when you're fueling the boat. Anybody want to guess why? Because it well, blows they, gas fumes somewhere no, or what? They are electrical, so I guess if there were a spark in the blower? No, not, not really. What you're doing is when the blowers, if you're running the blowers when you're fueling, Okay, you're getting an exchange of air volume, which could cause fuel vapors from the dock because you're at a fueling dock to be sucked into the boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. the vapors are heavier than regular air. So 
you, you right. don't the the rule is the, the rule. Um, I'm gonna say the rule. The rule is this. Okay, everything shut everything down when you're at the fuel dock. Okay, nothing should be on radio. That way you listen to shut everything down. No, Jimmy Buffett. Shut everything down. <laughs> like I try to do with Greg every show. Mm. Shut everything down. Good luck with that. Fuel the boat. Do not run the blowers. After you're done fueling, if possible, depending on the type of boat you have and the configuration, open the engine hatch. Why do we want to open the engine hatch? Okay, to allow fresh air in. Well, ventilation. To, to help ventilate. Right. And yeah. visually, we want to inspect. Okay. If there's any. Okay. Exactly. Are there any signs of any fuel anywhere in the boat? Am I getting a strong gas smell? Anything like that? And then go and turn your battery switches back on. Run your blowers and your blowers only for how long? Anyone? I think what, after you're that. done fueling, you mean? Yes. Uh, one minute, five minutes. I would say five minutes. Yeah, four minutes. Okay. Okay. Rule of thumb is four minutes. So, of course, this could create a backup. Wait, wait, hold on. Why four minutes? Where did that come from? Because four is better than three and less than five. So you didn't want to admit either one of us were correct. I got you. Just making sure (laughs) I knew what was going on there. Could Could I offer another suggestion too? Go ahead, Barry. Absolutely. Okay. Um, make sure that you draft the person that you least like to start the engines while you stand far away from the boat. Uh-huh. Well, usually if the person who is starting the boat um, has less of a chance uh, of being injured because they're usually far enough away from the engine compartment, again, depending on the size of the boat, configuration of the boat, yeah, what have you. It's but like being in a cannonball. He's just going to be propelled off, or he or she is going to be <laughs> propelled off the top of the vessel. Uh, the, the worst thing, and I would actually get off of boats, if I got onto a customer's boat and I saw cans of starting fluid, I was done. <laughs> uh, I'm done, mm. you know? So, and this is, of course, there are still boats out there, of course, that are carbureted. Uh, you know, having gotten in the industry when carburation was the really the only when thing. I got in the industry. Throttle body and EFI was was still a few years off in the future. Um, So it wasn't uncommon to find customers that had mechanic in a can, you know, in their boat or would do the old, Hey, take the flame arrestor off and uh, get me that, that Dixie cup and pour some gas in it. And let's pour it down the throat of the carburetor because we want to go boat. So the era with carbureted where you're at the helm and you're getting ready to start to, and you're pumping that throttle. What are we doing when we're pumping that throttle, Barry? Oh, you're just squirting fuel, raw fuel right down that throttle, okay, right down we, that are, carburetor are, into the intake. Are we helping the boat to start at that point? Or no, if, any, if anything, you're hurting it because it becomes so rich it won't ignite. It's basically flooding it like we found yeah. with old carbureted cars, you know, where they'd be stomping on the gas pedal and turning the key at the same time. And you get to a point where, look, three things to make a gas engine run. Fuel, air, and spark. If you're missing one of those three, it ain't going to happen. Right. So but if they telling, flood it, wait, if they flood it, then they bring out the starter fluid, which will ignite anywhere. It's just a recipe for disaster. So I bought the story 
to the attention of our listeners to reinforce that a big thing that people will do, you'll find them at any fuel dock, is they're running those blowers while they're fueling the boat. Don't do that. Don't, because you can introduce fuel vapors back into the boat. Hmm. So let's let's do it. Do it safely. And most importantly, uh, throw this one into the, make sure that you are putting the fuel in the correct deck plate. <laughs> take, right. take half a beat, because we're at the fuel dock. It's a busy weekend. We're feeling rushed. We have people are waiting to get in. People are looking at us, whatever it is. You know, maybe you had a hard time getting the boat into the into the fuel dock to begin with, so you're you're a little flustered. And take half a beat, verify that the deck plate you're opening is indeed for fuel, and it's not for water, it's not for waste, because that half second you take is going to save you a world of hurt, a world of pain, uh, if you introduce fuel into one of those other two systems. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. Yeah. And you don't want to blow your boat up. I mean, that's no, and, and that's Barry, the moral we, of that story, I guess, overall, that first well, one. Well, that, and when we talk about electrical in the engine compartments, we know everything in there is USCG approved, ignition protected. Should be. Should be. So, uh, you know, when we're dealing with uh, basically marinized automotive engines, you'll get that guy who, customer, boat owner that is like, oh, my starter's bad or my alternator, and we're going down to the part, the auto parts store, and they're putting an automotive starter or an automotive alternator into that boat. That's not ignition protected. There's a reason why those components cost a little bit more than what you find in the at, at Pet Boys. You need to make sure you're putting the correct part on. It's going to cost you a few dollars more, but it's going to keep your boat from blowing up. They'll think, they say, Ah, there's no difference between this alternator and the other alternator. All they did is they made it look prettier. I'm going to go put on my automotive alternator and save some money. And yeah, uh, if it blows up, it blows up. That's just part of the whole experience. Maybe it'll show up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, don't be that guy, I guess, is what we're trying to say. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as, as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.